Hey, hey, everyone. Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Joe Vore, Daniel McGuire, The Bachelor Roundup. Week two, you guys know Daniel McGuire, right? We've been doing this for a while now. Bachelorette, now onto The Bachelor, Season 12. Bachelorette, Seasons 3 and 4. Bachelor in Paradise. Daniel, what's going on, man? How's it going? Hey, good. Yourself? Doing awesome. Awesome. Just wrapped up another fun uh, episode of The Bachelor. So we open this up with a little foreshadowing, a little tease, as we call it in the business. We see um, a little foreshadowing to a future rose ceremony. We find out that it was the rose, cere- rose ceremony from later in the episode where someone like blacked out and, and passed out. So we're going to get to that. But that's how this episode opens up. Um, so we go from someone blacking out a ro- at a rose ceremony right into a cinematic shot of our very own Bachelor Matt James running, taking a shower and mysteriously not drying off because apparently I guess it looks better. And then um, then we go right into the one-on-one date card. So w- what do you think about some of these opening sequences? Like is Matt out on his morning run? Like, hey, we're going to get a few shots of you out on your run. Or it's like, hey, Matt, you got to go run for a few takes this morning. Yeah, they get uh, the B-roll, just kind of right. like shots specifically for that. Um, I was just thinking, though, if it was the other way around, if it was a girl that was, you know, and they were filming these scenes, I wonder if people would think, oh, they're over-sexualizing her and whatnot. It definitely wouldn't be allowed on ABC. I could see maybe that being like an HBO thing, but if a girl was out there showering and just like make, like tr- like selling the, you know, like the sex appeal of it, I, I it wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't go over as well. Yeah, probably not. No. Double standards, yeah. Exactly. So we move on to the one-on-one date card. It goes to Bree. Um, we find out that they're going to be riding ATVs together. And I just love that they send everyone out or they're looking out the window. You know, we saw it in episode one, uh, whether it's the women coming in on the limos and everyone's huddled around the window looking out. Uh, when Bree and Matt are out there, everyone's out there looking. And we got a couple great quotes from this. Um, one... Uh, Brie had some trouble like getting it going, getting the ATV going. And someone was like, wow, she's not really good at it. Like everyone was just being so passive aggressive, which I loved. I was cracking up. I'm like, finally, we have some juice. Like I know we talked about with the guys. It was kind of bland. We finally have like some juice, some passive aggressiveness um, with these girls. Someone was like, why do you think he picked her as if like Brie was just like a horrible person? Yeah, I mean, it's not that surprising. You know, they're going to be obviously jealous towards uh, Brie. And that's uh, kind of expected. Right. I kind of admire because we heard several times people saying like, yeah, of course, I'm jealous. I kind of admire the honesty. Like they're just coming out and saying it like, yes, we're acting like it. But yeah, like I'm jealous. Of course, I want to be on those date cards. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, of course, we have more Queen Victoria drama while all that's going on and she's back in the house. She's like, I'm just so sick of you guys. I can't stand to be around you. I want to be with Matt. Blah, 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 blah. She's running her royal mouth. Um, yeah, she, she's, being, she's being a little bitchy there. But yeah. I, gotta, I mean, at least she's kind of being real. You know, like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to hang out with you guys. I want I want a one time, you know. Do you like she's, her from an entertainment aspect? Because you, cause you talked so much with The Bachelorette. Like, it was so bland. Like, does this make it a little bit more enjoyable for you to watch, even though you know yeah, it's... Well, it's a little more entertaining. You know, she's a little bitchy, and as this episode goes on, you kind of start rolling your eyes, but, you know, she does say some things that are real, you know, like, as in, yeah, I want to be on a date, and I don't really care about you guys. You know, fair enough. You know, I mean, she speaks what's on her mind and what maybe other people are thinking, but what other people would say. 
Absolutely. So now we go back to the date. This was something that we were talking about. Uh, I know that you wanted to talk about and really go after it here. Here's my question. So the run, they, they get on the ATVs together. So Matt's driving, Bree's on his back, and he's doing donuts in the mud. And then there's sort of like a quick cut. It cuts to black. Then all of a sudden they're on the ground. Do you think they actually wiped out or was that a like Hollywood stunt that they kind of did? Yes. When, when uh, Matt was ripping around on the ATV, um, I thought to myself, either like he's done this a lot or, and he's so comfortable or he's being crazy. He's and, reckless. You know, yeah. Being reckless. Cause I, I've read countless stories in the news and whatnot of ATV rollover and people getting, breaking their leg and dying because you know, they're very heavy. So I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then he says, you know, jump on the back. And I thought they were just going for a little ride. And then they start ripping around. And let's say, let's say, let's say it was them too. And there was none of this, you know, that cut to the scene and it was them on the ground. Right. But it was actually them ripping around. I'm thinking to myself, you're so dumb for doing this because you got someone on the back and you can easily get them hurt. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'd be surprised. I'm surprised the production let them rip around like that. Uh, maybe he did it so fast that he got, you know, they couldn't say anything. I stopped. But um, when they're ripping around, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, there's a chance they could fall. And then they did fall. And man, they're so lucky they didn't get hurt because that thing could have easily rolled over on them, broken their legs, yeah. smashed their head in, or, or uh, you know, end up in the hospital. And um, man, it's just, you know, it's one thing if you're 18 years old and, you know, you don't have that many brains, you don't think, you know, that, you don't think about others and don't think about consequences. But, you know, at his age, and with someone on the back, you think you, you would have thought uh, more about that. So, you know, I was kind of like shaking my head, but uh, yeah. luckily they were okay. Yeah, I think it was fake, but that's whatever. Maybe we'll find out later. But either, I mean, if it's true, like you said, extremely I, irresponsible could have been really scary. Um, I think it's real. The reason why I think it's real is because have, having done these shows in, in Paradise, like I remember when one time on Paradise, they said, okay, you guys are going to go wrestle. And we want you, and we want you to start doing somersaults and all this sort of thing. And I'm like, I haven't wrestled in ages. I haven't done somersaults in ages. I'm 31 years old. I'm gonna break my neck here. And so sometimes they don't think about the cast's uh, health. Right. True. Okay. So so now we uh, arrive at the date setup. Um, this was pretty funny because he immediately takes his shirt off and he's chopping wood. It felt more like a start of a porno rather than a date. Um, so like that was getting pretty dicey. But then they end up in. Um, the hot tub, and it was just kind of the normal formula when it goes well, right? We have the conversation. It's going well. We have the kiss. Rose, we know is coming. It's not there yet. Before we get to there, we go back to Queen Victoria now. She's talking shit again, and it's kind of funny. I don't know if it was the way that it was framed or the way that they edited it, but it really didn't look like you either couldn't see who she was talking to or maybe she was talking to nobody. It kind of looked like she was just running her mouth to nobody. She may have been talking to herself. Queen Victoria is a little bit out there. We know that she doesn't have any friends inside the house. She doesn't want any friends inside the house. Um, so we get a little bit of that. And now, of course, we go back to dinner. Uh, Bree and Matt on their one-on-one. -on -one, they relate on the grounds of that they both really don't have a uh, you know strong relationship with their father. So they open up about that. They connect and relate on that level. Um, and then, of course, uh, before we find... These... these you know, stories, you know, opening up, you know, health, health related issues or yeah. family related issues. Um, I mean, it's quite common, you know, obviously I, I had something as well in my family, but it's just, you know, the same kind of song and dance 
Right, right, true, true. But I guess these are common problems and, you know, a lot of people uh, deal with them and obviously that, that comes out. So before we find out, we're, we're going to get to her getting the rose. Uh, but a, do, a, a group date card arrives back at the house. First off, it's a ton of names, a ton of names on this card. And Victoria is on the list. She's Victoria's probably not so excited. She won on the one-on-one -on -one, and definitely the rest of the girls are not excited because they don't want to be on this date with Victoria. So we're going to get to what that group date is here coming up. But once again, we wrap up back to the date, wraps up with a kiss and a rose for Brie and fireworks because why the hell not? It's The Bachelor. Yeah. And that was um, not too surprising. No. It doesn't cost that much to fire off a couple of fireworks. Right. Not, not at all, but goes a long way because it's so romantic. Um, so now it's group date time. We have 17 girls, one queen. That's Victoria. So 18 people total. Um, they're doing a wedding photo shoot. So the girls get all dressed up. They have the official bachelor photographer there. Uh, Matt is dressed up in his suit quite like this. Um, and I was thinking, so so Queen Victoria really kind of, before Chris Harrison gets here, we're going to get to that in a second. Queen Victoria really steps in. She's like, she has her tiara on and her desk and her tits are out. And she's just like really making her, she's really kind of trying to mark her territory here. So she goes, gets in real close, gets the picture with Matt. And she goes after with not just a kiss, like an aggressive kiss like they like she's like i want to like eat your face right now like, i don't even know if it was her turn or not she kind of no, just jumped in you know jumped in and or like rushed no other people no know, she definitely in. did she was gonna make sure she got her turn and i was thinking so here's what i was thinking about daniel after this i'm like okay that's where she jumps a turn that's what victoria does but he has there's all these wedding photos that could so if, if matt gets married and engaged right so if he gets engaged at the end of this and he gets married and there's going to be wedding photos, right? There's going to be all these other fake wedding photos from this group date with all these other girls. I really don't think he's going to end up with Victoria. So there are going to be these, imagine on the internet, you're married to this guy, right? And there are these wedding photos of him and this crazy Victoria girl making out that are just going to be out there. I was thinking, how weird is that going to be to look back on? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will know uh, what it's from. Well, of course, but, but it's yeah, still I mean, it's weird. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I felt like it was almost a little too soon, but maybe, it, I don't know. I can understand the fun side, silly side of it, but right. Yeah, she threw him. She threw herself on him. It was pretty awkward. Yeah, um, kind of gross. Yeah, oh, it was I, gross. I, I almost felt bad for him. Yeah, no, it it wasn't great. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was a big yeah throw up in my mouth moment for me. Uh, okay, so so now here we're, here is where we are in the group date. Chris Harrison shows up. He cuts off the shoot, whether it happened that way in real time or it's the way they edited it. After Victoria, Chris Harrison shows up. He cuts off the shoot and explains what they're going to do. As we know, sports, activities, competitive things. We saw this last time when we were talking Bachelorette. They split up into two teams. They're playing Capture the Heart, which is Capture the Flag. Two teams, whoever wins, gets the cocktail party, gets the, gets the, uh, the formal night date, and the, uh, the, the losing team has to go back and they don't get the rest of the group date uh, that night. Um, so when, when you were on the show, did you were you around long enough? Like, did you participate in anything physical, any sports, any like, you know, team versus team like this? And it obviously gets really competitive, especially with the guys, right? Yeah, so I played, uh, we played football. Um, and uh, 
it got, it was supposed to be two in touch, but there was some pushing involved in it. And, uh, it was, I remember I was really frustrated because I wanted the, to get the ball. I never got past the ball. I yeah. know some people might say, Oh, you should be in the open. I'm like, I played sports my entire life. I know how to be in the open. It's I like, I was so fucking open. They definitely, played, they definitely played some favoritism. Um, you know, like it was like the, who the high, who the cool kids were they right. their friends. Right. And so I never got the ball hardly at all. Um, so I was a little bit frustrated at the time and our team actually lost. Um, it was close and it was still kind of fun, but, uh, yeah, they definitely, everyone takes it serious for sure. Yeah. There's definitely, um, some, uh, nerves and, uh, some blood testosterone going. Absolutely. So at the end of this, the red team wins, um, uh, and shout out my girl MJ, who I just realized is from Ohio, my Ohio sister. So shout out MJ. She captured the heart and won it for the red team. So I wanted to give her a shout out. She did a nice job. Um, so, uh, but, but before we get to the cocktail party, Daniel, we do have to say another date card comes, comes in. That second one-on-one, -on -one, it goes to Sarah. We'll get to her in a minute. Um, so we're at the cocktail party. Victoria, of course, gets some more camera time, some more time with Matt. And there's another, like, pretty deep kiss interaction between Queen Victoria and Matt. Is he delusional with this? He can't really like her. He can't really be eating up this stick that she's doing. Yeah, and that's what I think. Like, I always wonder, like, cause some, obviously, he doesn't see what happens behind the scenes or, you know, off camera, the way she might act, like, really act. She only sees maybe one, he only sees one side of her. But even then, it's like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, she's not my cup of tea. Yeah. She looks a little washed up, but again... <laughs> Not my cup of tea. Well, I thought um, it was. I thought it was funny when they're talking. Was, yeah, go ahead. She also talks like like this, like lots of likes. Yeah, and I mean, it could be one of the things you're just nervous on camera, right? And it's, yeah. say it's your first time on camera, so you know, when I was on camera, a lot of times the way I set, came across, yeah, you don't sound too good because you're nervous, or they just pick up bits and pieces. Um, so you can't really blame her that much, but she does sound pretty ditzy. Yeah, she talks like. No, she talks like the third runner-up, not from Miss America, but rather like the like you you were third runner-up in like your small town county like pageant. Like she's just like not great, N not great. And I was saying too when 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 her and Matt are talking, I love when like when you said she's not really your cup of tea, kind of washed up, right? I I agree with you. I'm gonna come out and say it. I, I'm I'm standing with you on this. It's funny when she was talking to Matt. She goes. You know, I know you see me as someone that's, you know, so confident, but I just want to let you know, I do, believe it or not, I do have insecurities. I'm like, uh, whoa, if I was mad, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, where's all this like confidence coming yeah. from, right? Yeah, and it was kind of weird, but again, who knows what part of the conversation we see, you know, maybe that True. they had a 10 minute conversation, we only see the one minute of them, of them saying, not True. trying to, de to um, defend her, but you know, being on these shows, you got to give the cast members the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right. Okay. So Victoria got the, the the most entertaining part there, the cocktail party. But really, the big winner was Lauren. She goes home with the group date Rose, um, and now we're already here. We're already the one on one with Sarah. They go flying. I swear, planes have been involved at least with the Bachelor for the last. I don't know what it is. They always end up flying. There's either pilots or they go on or they go flying in helicopters and planes. What is it? Is that just like an easy thing? for them to do? Is it just like well, romantic? I, part of it, I mean, part of it, I don't cost wise. I mean, I don't know how much, I don't think it's 
super expensive to hire someone to fly that little plane around. But also I think um, copyrights and uh, like you're just going up air. So it's not like you have to set up traffic True. or like uh, or set up different scenes. They're just flying right. up and just have a, like probably a drone up there flying around. Yeah. And so I think that's another reason. It's pretty easy. True. Um, and I mean, who doesn't like to fly around? I mean, no, it is cool. Looks cool. I would have done it. Yeah, no, very, very cool. I, I'm with you on that. I just wanted to do it. And I think we were in there too, to be honest. Like not to put down Nemecol in Pennsylvania, but I was there. I, you know, I stayed at that resort for one, two nights or mm-hmm. near that resort. No, sorry, near that resort. And oh, where did we stay? No, sorry, I was nearby. There's just there's not a whole lot to do there, to be honest. Man, you keep so. hating on Nemecolon, man. I know it's a small town. I'm sticking up for my Midwest well, so roots. When, 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 when we were in LA and Chris Harrison's like, the first place we're going to is Nemecolon, Pennsylvania. And I was like, what the? We never heard any, no one heard of it. You know? Yeah. It's just a super, super small town. I mean, yeah. not much there, right? Right. True. True. Fair. Um, okay. So, so, so Matt kind of addresses in his little talking head when he's talking to the camera that, that the date with Sarah is going okay. It's not going great. He's really looking for her to open up more, and he's really hoping for that um, in kind of the second half of this date. So now it's dinner time, and she opens up with a story, you know, kind of her story about how she was a broadcast journalist. She was, you know, broadcast, you know, she was a TV broadcaster, reporter, news station, San Diego, and now she has turned to being a caregiver for her father who has ALS. Um, and it seemed almost too set up though. Like you're not opening up to me. There's something about you. Uh, and it's like, he got fed information as in like, maybe she was, but maybe she, that she opened up and there was nothing else. Or maybe she opened up and she's like, Oh, I have a, a bald cat. I don't know. But it, it just, it just seemed like it was too staged to this. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're not opening up. There's something about you. Oh, what a surprise, you know, something bad. You know, it just seemed too, it seemed weird, but anyways, it, it worked out for both of them. Yeah, yeah, because because re- regardless, he, here's what happened. Matt got what he was hoping for. Sarah opened up to him because he really wanted this from Sarah. You could tell he wanted this for Sarah. It wasn't a, oh, if she does, she does great, and we connect awesome. If not, no big deal. He wanted to give her that rose, but she needed to, you know, to take it. The ball was in her court. She controlled her own destiny, and she ends up opening up connects with Matt and like Matt said, you know, kind of really blew his expectations for the date out of the water. So everything ends up working out. And of course she gets the rose. Yeah. And worked out. Yep. And now we're at rose ceremony time. So I want to ask you about this. They were all waiting for Matt, right? They're all dressed up in their formal wear, nightwear, and they're all together. And they talked about how it's very intense, how it's very tense in that room. There's a lot of people there. And with so many people, there's not, there's only one Matt and there's only so much time to go around. A lot of people haven't talked to Matt in a while or have barely talked to him at all. And there's roses on the line. Only a few people are safe. What is it like being in that room? Everyone's dressed up tent. You know, you can probably, you know, cut the tension in the room with a knife. You know, what's like being in that room waiting around knowing that a lot is riding on this cocktail party because this could be my last chance to get myself a rose before the rose ceremony. Yeah, there's lots of tension. You know, everyone's dressed up, trying to impress, wants to get um, time with Matt, wants to get some air time, wants everything to go smoothly, wants to get a rose. They don't want to go home. What is it? The second time around, right? Right. They want to. So yeah, there's lots of tension. Um, it's kind of like a game. You know, what? Who's going to make the first move? 
will that move be correct? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, without coming across as a super de- desperate, you know, despot. Right, right, yeah, right. <laughs> I, is that, that's a word, I think, yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I knew what you were saying, so that works. Uh, so drama's brewing at this cocktail party, of course. Victoria feels that Marilyn is, is toxic. Uh, Victoria claims that Marilyn is bullying her and she says she has to go. She's got to get out of here. So she, Queen Victoria addresses it with Matt. Um, and she said, and and this caught me off guard because when she said, you know, I don't know if you know this, Marilyn and I were roommates. I was like, where were they roommates? Fucking Shutter Island. But then I realized they were just roommates at the, at the hotel. I'm like, were they roommates outside of this? I almost blew up because we've seen this before you know these are seen you know some of the bachelor seasons that you haven't seen but we've seen people who knew each other through like miss america and like like you know spent time with each other and had dirt and background on each other before this so i'm like oh my god in la or new york or wherever they lived were they roommates i was like at the looney bin like what's going on here um leonardo yeah they would yeah leonardo who who even knows if he knows it was real what's up okay little sidebar what's up with dicaprio like inception shutter island great movies but were are any of those things even real were those were just all dreams and delusions we don't know we could be in the matrix right now we could we we are lit we could be living in leonardo's matrix and that's in like subconsciously it's on our mind it's just always on our mind um okay so now that we got that that I didn't know Leo DiCaprio was going to make his way into this uh, into this podcast, but I'm glad he did. That was nice. Uh, so Matt, and this was killing me, Matt really believes and trusts Victoria. He even says, Victoria's been open and honest to me. Why would she come out and say anything that's not true? So he's really, from those words, I have to go with, he's leaning towards Victoria and he grabs Marilyn. It's Matt and Marilyn talking. She defends herself. She's trying to lay it out there. You know, she's kind of quiet and very kind of almost depressed looking here. And it wasn't very convincing. I don't know if she was going for the sad puppy dog, feel bad for me, you know, whatever. But she's just, she's a very quiet type of person. Very, um, it almost comes across as fake in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like you just, but yeah, she, her and Victoria are completely different. So Victoria is this dominant, oppressive individual while, um, whatever face is Marilyn, you know, a little more timid. Yeah. yeah I mean, she's more timid and shy. So, right. Yeah. So, so Matt kind of leaves it at that, you know, there's no hug. There's no nothing at, at the end of their exchange. He's, he just goes, I'm going to go. I got to think about this. And he walks away and Marilyn's just like, so Marilyn, she walks back out there. She grabs Victoria. They're going to have a little one-on-one. And I love how it's like, it's too cold out there. I'm not going outside. And all the girls immediately get up. They're like, you can have the room. You guys can pull each other's hair and punch each other in here, spit on each other, go crazy. And so they're one-on-one. And she goes, it's kind of loud. She goes, I will not sit next to you. So they go to get talking and Marilyn stops. I was like, like, what a bitch. I was like, man, you're being such a bitch. I know. And then- Well, Victoria, here's Victoria. She smells blood. She knows she's going to do everything to inconvenience Marilyn here. Even Marilyn stopped before she really got started and was like, it's kind of loud. Can I sit over there? She goes, I will not that sit. Weird too. That was weird too. Like it's not yeah. that much of a difference. How much is that, of a difference is that going to make? I know. But she was like, it's loud. Can I sit over there? And she's like, no, you're not sitting next to me. And, you know, Marilyn kind of gets desperate here. She kind of goes on the defense. She's apologizing. And even Victoria calls her out. She says, why are you apologizing? Because it's true. She's like coming after, like I said, she smells blood. And and here's what, here's what Victoria, she's an evil genius. She let Marilyn, 
start talking. And then she just kept interrupting her. And by the end of it, by the time Victoria stormed out and was like, I'm done with you, Marilyn said completely nothing worth of any sort of substance other than her initial apology. As soon as the apology got out, Victoria says, I accept your apology, but you're still toxic. You're still a bully and you need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I mean, just from watching it, um, not them, but the little so-called arguments, it seemed pretty minimal to me. It just, yeah. I don't know. It's one of these things. It's just, mis I think miscommunication between the two, uh, maybe them just rubbing each other the wrong way, just different personalities and, uh, Victoria being a little bit of a bitch. Yeah. It's a little combination of everything. And who knows, maybe Marilyn, like, really said some nasty stuff to Victoria, yeah, you know, if they were if, the scene, right? right in the hotel rooms after hour, we, we don't know what, what said, what's done. Um, so after that, we get to the rose ceremony. Uh, someone forgot to bend their knees and was like passing out. And they were like, I'm going to black out. I hope she's okay. Cause I mean, that's kind of, you know, scary. She's dizzy. The medics have to come and we don't get a rose ceremony that kind of killed the momentum of the night. And we're, at a stalemate to be continued. Hope she's okay. But the question I want to ask you, Daniel, before we wrap up, I feel like Marilyn, Victoria, one of those people are going to go home. I don't see Victoria going home this week. Do you think Marilyn gets the boot? Well, I would say if Victoria is definitely not going home. They'll keep her around for yep. at least another one or two episodes. Um, maybe they'll even keep Marilyn around just for possible tension. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But as for the fainting thing, I'm not surprised it happens. It doesn't happen more often because yeah. often these rose ceremonies can be very long and they be hours long. And, um, it's, 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 you know, you could be tired. You might be hungover. You might not be sleeping properly, eating properly. So dehydrated, you know, your body can be off balance. Right. So, um, you know, you gotta probably faint, especially girls wearing heels too, standing for that long. That's, miserable that has to be miserable. i don't know from experience i wanted to get out ahead of that before you busted my balls because i could see it in your eyes like whoa do you, what do you mean experience you wear heels all the time ah i almost got out in front of it i almost got you i knew you were going to come at me though what you're wearing down below so you probably you know speak for yourself man whatever I got uh, actually have tights on right now because I'm heading to the gym. Head into the gym. I, I love it. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Um, well, before we wrap this up, Daniel, any final thoughts on this episode? Any sort of, um, you know, gut feelings? Where which direction you think we're we're going from here? Not too sure. Hopefully, the next episode is exciting as well. It gives us more to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well. Anyways, next week. Thank you guys so much for watching, Joe Vore. Daniel McGuire, Joe Vore Podcast. We will talk to you guys after next week, next week's episode. Whoa, next week's episode of The Bachelor, The Bachelor Roundup. We'll talk to you guys next Tuesday.